Hello everyone, I need to make this the last sex episode I do uh, for a while. I figured out the rest of the reasons why the sexual um, recklessness occurred sexually active in the past. Every person I've ever slept with was a product of a dysfunctional family. I too was a product of dysfunctional family. So according to wikipedia.org a dysfunctional family is a family in which conflict misbehavior and often child neglect or abuse and sometimes even all the above on the part of individual parents occur continuously and regularly leading other members to accommodate such actions so myself and my past lovers from my childhood because I was a sexually active kid. I was a sexually active teenager. I was a sexually active, a young adult in my late teens and early 20s. Um, They all came from, including myself, broken homes too. And it says, children sometimes grow up in such families with the understanding that such a situation is normal. Dysfunctional families are primarily a result of two adults, one typically overtly abusive and the other codependent. They may also be affected by substance abuse or other forms of addiction, or sometimes by an untreated mental illness. So... In my growing up and in their growing up, my past lovers, that's how we were all conditioned and socialized. Then it says, parents having growing, grown up in a dysfunctional family may overcorrect or emulate their own parents. In some cases, the dominant parent will abuse or neglect their children, and the other parent will not object, misleading a child to assume blame. So we were accustomed to that as kids so let's read so let's keep going dysfunctional family members have common features and behavior patterns as a result of their experiences within the family structure. This tends to reinforce the dysfunctional behavior either through enabling or perpetuation. I say both in my situation and the situation of my past lovers too. The family unit can be affected by a variety of factors. And myself, my past lovers were made to know this all too well. Doesn't feel like well to us. So the common features universal. So now I'm going to tell you more of the reasons why 
the sexual reckless occurred in the past back then for me and them. Them meaning my past lovers. Nearly universal, some features are common to most dysfunctional families. And every last one of these are true for myself and them. So here we go. We were having sex to heal from our dysfunctional families' lack of empathy, understanding, and sensitivity towards certain family members of ours while expressing extreme empathy or appeasement towards one or more members of ours who have real or perceived quote-unquote special needs. In other words, one family member of ours continuously received far more than they deserve while another is marginalized. I just want to say for record, myself and my past lovers were not biologically related. Keep that in mind. We were having sex to heal from our dysfunctional families' denial, refusal to acknowledge abusive behavior, possibly believing that the situation is normal or even beneficial, also known as the elephant in the room. We were having sex to heal from our dysfunctional families is inadequate or missing boundaries for self example tolerating inappropriate treatment from others failing to express what is acceptable and unacceptable treatment tolerance of physical emotional or sexual abuse we were having sex to heal from our dysfunctional families is disrespect of others boundaries example physical contact that other person dislikes breaking important promises without just cause, purposely violating a boundary another person has expressed. Um, we were having sex to heal from our dysfunctional families' extremes in conflict, either too much fighting or insufficient peaceful arguing between family members of ours. We were having sex to heal from the our dysfunctional families' unequal, unfair treatment of one or more family members of ours due to our birth order, gender, age, family, role, mother, etc., abilities, race, caste, etc., may include frequent appeasement of one family member of ours at the expense of others or an uneven slash inconsistent enforcement of rules. So these all, so these are some of the reasons that cause us to have um, immeasurable sexual difficulties. um, Though not universal among dysfunctional families and by no means exclusive to them, the following features are typical dysfunctional families. And I must say, These are all the other reasons why we were having sex. We are having sex with each other to heal from our dysfunctional families' abnormally high levels of jealousy and other controlling behaviors. having sex to heal from our dysfunctional families is conflict influenced by marital status. They were having sex with me because they were healing from their dysfunctional families' 
between separate or divorced parents usually related to or arising from their breakup. Um, They were having sex with me to heal from their dysfunctional families. This conflict between parents who remain married, often for the perceived quote-unquote sake of the children, but whose separation or divorce would in fact remove a detrimental influence on those children must be evaluated on a case-by-case basis as a breakup may harm children. Um, They were having sex with me to heal from parents who wish to divorce, but cannot due to financial, societal, including religious or legal reasons. Um, We were having sex to heal from our dysfunctional families is... um, You know, children afraid to talk within or outside the family about what is happening at home or are otherwise fearful of their parents. Um, We were having sex to heal from the abnormal sexual behavior such as adultery, incest and the unethical kind of promiscuity not the ethical promiscuity because adultery adultery incest and the unethical kind of promiscuity not the ethical promiscuity were in rampant in our families um we were having sex to heal from our dysfunctional families lack of time spent together, especially in recreational activities and social events. We never do anything as a family. Um, we were having sex to heal from our dysfunctional families as parents insist that they treat their children fairly and equitably when that is not the case. Um, we were having sex till from our dysfunctional families, family members, including children who disown each other or refuse to be seen together in public, either unilaterally or bilaterally. Um, we were having sex to heal from our dysfunctional families, children of parents who are experiencing a substance use disorder or who engage in binge drinking have an increased tendency to adopt substance use disorders later in life. And this is the truth. There are certain specific examples I'm about to give you. There are certain times where families can become dysfunctional due to specific situational examples, which is true for my family and their families. Some of these include difficulty integrating to a new culture, which happened to me and them, strain in the relationship between nuclear and extended family members that happened between me and them, children in a rebellion phase that happened between me and them, and ideological differences in belief systems which happened between me and them. Not at each other, but this is what our dysfunctional families gave to us against our will. So, the laundry list. It says, the program Adult Children of Alcoholics includes something labeled as a laundry list. Um, Some of my 
lovers when I was in college were adult children of alcoholics, their parents, some of them. It says the laundry list is its core literature of the program Adult Children Alcoholics. The list has 14 different statements that relate to being an adult child of a parent with an alcohol addiction. So now you're learning more of the reasons why some of my lovers use sex with me to attempt to heal from that. These statements provide commentary on how children have been affected by the trauma of having alcoholic parents. Oh, man. I remember some of my lovers who were adult children alcoholics, and they would talk to me. The typical horror stories relating to alcohol, family alcoholism, were tear-jerking, tear-jerkers for me many times. It says, some highlights of the statements include confusing love and pity, having low self-esteem, having loss of identity. That was true for my lovers. And all three were true for me because as a child, I was forced to sell alcohol. And some in the customers tended to be adults more than the kids. So I was affected by alcoholism at five and they were affected by it by the time they were 10 years old so we had sex with each other because of the confusing love and pity because of having low self-esteem and because of having a loss of identity then it says the laundry list is a helpful tool in group therapy in order to show families that they are not alone in their struggles we wish we had that I know for a fact me and my lovers are past lovers have talked about that with each other. It says female children's parents were alcoholics have an increased risk of developing depression. So some of my women lovers in the past fit that description sadly and tragically. Male children of alcoholics are at significantly high risk of developing substance use disorder. Um, a couple of the men I was sleeping with back then had that description sadly and tragically too. Um, let's keep going. It says, um, oh, there's more reasons. I'm telling the full truth. Unhealthy parenting signs which can lead to a family become dysfunctional include you. All this fits myself and my past love in terms of our dysfunctional families. So, we were having sex with each other out of our dysfunctional families is unrealistic expectations. We were having sex with each other out of our dysfunctional families is ridicule. We were having sex with each other out of our dysfunctional families is conditional love. We were having sex with each other out of our dysfunctional families is disrespect, especially contempt. We were having sex with each other out of our dysfunctional families is emotional intolerance. Family members not allowed to express the quote-unquote wrong emotions. Um, we were having sex with each other out of our dysfunctional families is social dysfunction or isolation. For example, Parents unwilling to reach out to other families, especially those with children of the same gender and approximate age, or do nothing to help their friendless child, in quotations. Uh, 
um, we were having sex with each other because of our dysfunctional families is this stifled speech. Children not allowed to dissent or question authority. Um, we were having sex because of our dysfunctional families of denial of an inner life. Children are not allowed to develop their own value systems. Um, we were having sex with each other because of our dysfunctional families being underprotective and being overprotective. We were having sex because of our dysfunctional families is apathy, I don't care. We were having sex because of our dysfunctional families is belittling. You can't do anything right. Um, We were having sex because of our dysfunctional families is shame. Shame on you. We were having sex because of our dysfunctional families is bitterness, regardless of what is said, using a bitter tone of voice. We were having sex with each other because of our dysfunctional families is hypocrisy. Do as I say, not as I do. We were having sex because of our dysfunctional families is lack of forgiveness for minor misdeeds or accidents. We were having sex because of our dysfunctional families is judgmental statements or demonization, you are a liar. We were having sex out of our dysfunctional families is being overly critical and withholding proper praise. Experts say 80 to 90% praise and 10 to 20% constructive criticism is the most healthy. We were having sex out of our dysfunctional families is double standards or giving mixed messages by having a dual system of values. Example, one set for the outside world, another one in private or teaching divergent values to each child. We were having sex because of our dysfunctional families is the absentee parents seldom available for their child due to work overload, alcohol slash drug abuse, gambling, or other addictions. We were having sex because of our dysfunctional families is unfulfilled projects, activities, and promises affecting children. We'll do it later. We were having sex because of our dysfunctional families is giving to one child what rightly belongs to another. We were having sex because of our dysfunctional families is gender prejudice treats one gender of children fairly, the other unfairly.
remember we were having sex with each other because of our dysfunctional families this gender prejudice treats one gender of children fairly the other unfairly we were having sex with each other because of our dysfunctional families this discussion and exposure to sexuality either too much too soon or too little too late remember we were having sex with each other because of our dysfunctional families this discussion and exposure to sexuality either too much too soon or too little too late we were having sex with each other because of our dysfunctional families is faulty discipline based more on emotions or family politics than on established rules example punishment by surprise in quotations We were having sex with each other because of our dysfunctional families is having an unpredictable emotional state due to substance abuse, personality disorders, or stress. We were having sex with each other because of our dysfunctional families' parents always or never take their children's side when others report acts of misbehavior or teachers report problems at school. We were having sex with each other because of our dysfunctional families is scapegoating, knowingly or recklessly blaming one child for the misdeeds of another. We were having sex with each other because of our dysfunctional families' tunnel vision diagnosis of children's problems, for example, A parent may think their child is either lazy or has learning disabilities after they fall behind in school despite recent absence due to illness. I... We were having sex with each other because of our dysfunctional families as older siblings given either no or excessive authority over younger siblings with respect to their age difference and level of maturity. Um, We were having sex with each other because of our dysfunctional families as frequent withholding of consent blessing for culturally common, lawful, and age-appropriate activities a child wants to take part in. Wants to take part in. Um, we were having sex because of our dysfunctional families is the know-it-all has no need to obtain child's side of the story when accusing or listen to child's opinion on matters which greatly impact them. We were having sex because of our dysfunctional families regularly forcing children to attend activities which they are extremely 
overqualified or underqualified example using a preschool to babysit a typical nine-year-old child taking a young child to poker games etc we were having sex with each other because of our dysfunctional families is either being a miser scrooge in totality or selectively allowing children's needs to go unmet example a parent will not buy a bicycle for their child because they want to save money for retirement or something important. We were having sex with each other because of our dysfunctional families is Disagreements about nature and nurture. Parents often on biological blame common problems on child's heredity when faulty parenting may be the actual cause. Those were some of the dysfunctional styles that cause us to have sexual dysfunctional styles with each other. So, children as pawns, that's what myself and they were. One common dysfunctional parental behavior is a parent's manipulation of a child in order to achieve some outcome adverse to the other parent's rights or interests that happen to them. And I was exposed to that being a five-year-old dealing with dysfunctional families in the street crime world. Examples include verbal manipulation such as spreading gossip about the other parent, communicating with the parent of the child, and in the process exposing the child to the risk of the other parent's displeasure with that communication, rather than doing so directly, trying to obtain information through the child's spying, or causing the child to dislike the other parent with insufficient or no concern for the damaging effects of the parent's behavior on the child. So, my lovers directly dealt with that. And I indirectly dealt with that because I witnessed that happening to dysfunctional families. I was forced to um, make money from illegally speaking when I was a child. Um, In terms of narcotics, illegal lottery, illegal pawn shops, fencing, um, and bootlegging products, not just alcohol, but the stuff you would see at stores and malls. Then it says, while many instances of such manipulation occur in shared custody situations that resulted from separation or divorce, it can also take place in intact families, whether where it is known as triangulation. So now I'm learning more of the reasons why 
we were having sex with each other because of my indirect exposure and their direct exposure to such things. So it says, list of other dysfunctional styles. So now you're learning, you're going to learn all the sexual dysfunctional styles that came from our dysfunctional families, dysfunctional styles of being, thinking, and living. We were having sex with each other because of our dysfunctional families is using destructively narcissistic parents who rule by fear and conditional love. We were having sex because of our dysfunctional families is is abusing parents who use physical violence or emotionally or sexually abuse their children. Um, We were having sex with each other. Because of our dysfunctional families is perfectionist, fixating on order, prestige, power, or perfect appearances while preventing their child from failing at anything. We were having sex with each other because of our dysfunctional families is dogmatic or cult-like, harsh and inflexive discipline with children not allowed within reason to dissent question authority or develop their own value system. We were having sex with each other because of our dysfunctional families as inequitable parenting, going to extremes for one child while continually ignoring the needs of another. We were having sex with each other because of our dysfunctional families is deprivation, control or neglect by withholding love, support, necessity, sympathy, praise, attention, encouragement, supervision, or otherwise putting their children's well-being at risk. We were having sex with each other because of our dysfunctional families is abuse among siblings. Parents fail to intervene when a sibling physically or sexually abuses another sibling. We were having sex with each other because of our dysfunctional family's abandonment. A parent who willfully separates from their children, not wishing any further contact, and in some cases without locating alternative long-term parenting arrangements, leaving them as orphans. We were having sex with each other because our dysfunctional families is appeasement. Parents who reward bad behavior even by their own standards inevitably punish another child's good behavior in order to maintain the peace and avoid temper tantrums, peace at any price. We were having sex with each other because of our dysfunctional families is loyalty manipulation, giving unearned rewards and lavish attention, trying to ensure a favored yet rebellious child will be the one most loyal and well-behaved while subtly ignoring the wants and needs of their most loyal child currently. We were having sex with each other because of our dysfunctional families Helicopter parenting, parents who micromanage their children's lives 
or relationships among siblings, especially minor conflicts. We were having sex with each other because of our dysfunctional families, the deceivers, well-regarded parents in the community, likely to be involved in some charitable slash nonprofit works who abuse or mistreat one or more of their children. We were having sex with each other because of our dysfunctional families as public image manager. Sometimes related to above, children warned to not disclose what fights, abuse, or damage happens at home or face severe punishment. Don't tell anyone what goes on in this family. We were having sex with each other because our dysfunctional families is the paranoid parent. A parent having persistent and irrational fear accompanied by anger and false accusations that their child is up to no good or others are plotting harm. We were having sex with each other because of our dysfunctional families is no friends allowed. Parents discourage, prohibit, or interfere with their child from making friends of the same age and gender. We were having sex with each other because of our dysfunctional families is role reversal. Parents who expect their minor children to take care of them instead. We were having sex with each other because of our dysfunctional families is not your business. Children continuously told that a particular sibling who is often causing problems is none of their concern. We were having sex with each other because our dysfunctional families is ultra egalitarianism. Either a much younger child is permitted to do whatever an older child may, or an older child must wait years until a younger child is mature enough. We were having sex with each other because our dysfunctional families is the guard dog, a parent who blindly attacks family members perceived as causing the slightest upset to their esteemed spouse, partner, or child. We were having sex with each other because of our dysfunctional families. This is my baby forever, a parent who will not allow one or more of their young children to grow up and begin taking care of themselves. We were having sex with each other because of our dysfunctional families. This is the cheerleader. One parent cheers on the other parent who is simultaneously abusing their child.
We were having sex with each other because of our dysfunctional families. This is along for the ride. A reluctant de facto step foster or adoptive parent who does not truly care about their non-biological child, but must coexist in the same home for the sake of their spouse or partner. See also the Cinderella effect. We were having sex with each other because of our dysfunctional families. This is the politician. A parent who repeatedly makes or agrees to children's promises while having little to no intention of keeping them. We were having sex with each other because of our dysfunctional families is, is taboo. Parents rebuff any questions children may have about sexuality, pregnancy, romance, puberty, certain areas of human anatomy, nudity, etc. We were having sex with each other because of our dysfunctional families is identified patient. One child, usually selected by the mother, who is forced into going to therapy while the family's overall dysfunction is kept hidden. Um, We were having sex with each other because of our dysfunctional families. Chaucin syndrome by proxy. A much more extreme situation above where the child is essentially made ill by a parent Sometimes the father seeking attention from physicians and other professionals. This happens in some dysfunctional families where there's non-binary parents involved too. So keep that in mind. So dynamical coalitions are subsystems within families with more rigid boundaries and are thought to be a sign of family dysfunction. So in our dysfunctional families, there was the isolated family member, either a parent or child, up against the rest of the otherwise united family. A reason for us having sex. Parent versus parent. Frequent fights amongst adults, whether married, divorced, separated, con- conducted away from the children. Another reason for us having sex. The polarized family. A parent and one or more children on each side of the conflict. Another reason for us to have sex. Parents versus kids, intergenerational conflict, generational gap, or culture shock dysfunction, which happened to us. Another reason for us having sex. The Balkanized family, named after the three-year war in the Balkans where alliances shift back and forth, which happened to us. Another reason for us having sex. Free-for-all. A family that fights in a free-for-all style, though may become polarized when range of possible choices is limited. That happened to us. Another reason for us having sex. All these issues happen in our dysfunctional families. Then it says, um, 
The six basic roles. Children growing up in dysfunctional family have been known to adopt or be assigned one or more of the following six basic roles. So, why we had sex with each other because in our dysfunctional families there was the golden child also known as the hero or super kid a child who becomes a high achiever or overachiever outside the family example in academics or athletics as a means of escaping the dysfunctional family environment defining themselves independently of their role in the dysfunctional family incurring favor with parents or shielding themselves from criticism by family members the problem child rebel or truth teller, the child who A, causes most problems related to the family's dysfunction, or B, acts out in response to pre-existing family dysfunction. In the latter case, often an attempt to divert attention paid to another member who exhibits a pattern of similar behavior. A variant of the problem child role is a scapegoat who is unjustifiably assigned the problem child role by others within the family or even wrongfully blamed by other family members for those members' own individual collective dysfunction despite being the only emotional stable member of the family. The caretaker, the one who takes responsibility for the emotional well-being of the family, often assuming a parental role. The ex- the intrafamilial counterpart, the good child slash super kid. The lost child or passive kid, the inconspicuous, introverted, quiet one whose needs are usually ignored or hidden. The mascot or family clown uses comedy to divert attention away from the increasingly dysfunctional family system. The mastermind, the opportunists who capitalize on the family, uh, who cap, bleh, the, ma- the mastermind, the opportunist who capitalizes on the other family members' faults to get whatever they want, often as object of appeasement by grown-ups. So these are more of the reasons why myself and my past lovers were having sex with each other because of these six basic roles of our dysfunctional families. There's more. Um, one of the reasons why we had sex with each other, um, we were suffering from covert incest, also known as emotional incest, is a type of abuse in which a parent looks to their child for the emotional support that would be normally provided by another adult. The effects of covert incest on children when they become adults are thought to mimic actual incest, although to a lesser degree. This term describes interactions between a parent and a child that are exclusive of sexual abuse. So, that influenced our biological and interpersonal attraction to each other, myself and my lovers. Let me explain more of what me and my lovers suffered from, which ruined us sexually. Covert incest was defined in the 1980s as an emotionally abusive relationship between a parental figure and child that does not involve incest or sexual intercourse, though it involves similar interpersonal dynamics as a relationship between sexual partners. Defining such relationships as quote-unquote incest has led to criticism of the concept for a dramatically loosening definition of incest. 
making child abuse seem more prevalent than it actually is and being overused and, uh, and uh, unsubstantiated. Covert incest is described as occurring when a parent is unwilling or unable to maintain a relationship with another adult and forces the emotional role of a spouse onto their child instead. The child's needs are ignored and instead the relationship exists solely to meet the needs of the parent and the adult may not be aware of the problems created by their actions. So now you understand why my um, my lovers and myself, we, have, we unintentionally and accidentally misapplied covert incest to each other. We did not know any better. That's why we could not do any better. The effects of covert incest are thought to mimic actual incest, though to a lesser degree. Kenneth Adams, who originated the concept, describes the victims as having anger or guilt towards parents and problems with self-esteem, addiction, and sexual intimacy and emotional intimacy. Psychotherapist Ronnie Weisberg-Ross has noted that the term may not be particularly useful since it can lead to attributing nearly any possible dysfunctional relationship or problem becoming a catch-all, watered-down diagnosis. Ross also criticized the term for its emphasis on children, meaning parents' unmet needs, knowing that children often meet the emotional or other needs of parents, with relationship boundaries frequently blurring and no definition of what this leads to permanent damage or harm. Shungayan analyst and author Marion Woodman describes covert incest as unboundaried bonding in which the parent or parents use the child as a mirror to support their needs rather than mirroring the child in support of the child's emotional development. Alcoholism, other substance addictions are also associated with the occurrence of covert incest. So you're learning more about myself and my past lovers. Okay, so... Let this be known. My partner and I, my past lovers and I, one of the reasons why we had sex with each other is because we were suffering from Atlas personality. The Atlas personality, named after the story of the Titan Atlas from Greek mythology, who is forced to hold up the sky, is someone obliged to take on adult responsibilities prematurely. They are, as a result, liable to develop a pattern of compulsive caregiving in later life. The Atlas personality is typically found in a person who felt obliged during childhood to take on responsibilities such as providing psychological support to parents, often a chaotic family situation. The result in adult life can be a personality devoid of fun and feeling the weight of the world on their shoulders. Depression, anxiety, as well as oversensitivity to others and inability to assert their own needs are further identifiable characteristics. In addition, there may also be an underlying rage against the parents for not having provided love for exploiting their child for their own needs. While Atlas personalities may appear to function adequately as adults, they may be pervaded with a sense of emptiness and be lacking in vitality. Persons suffering Atlas personality may benefit from psychotherapy. In such cases, a therapist talks to the patient about the patient's childhood and helps identify behavioral patterns that may have risen from being given too many responsibilities too early in life. So that's what happened uh, to us, myself and my lovers. One of the reasons why we had sex with each other is called codependency. Um, 
In the dysfunctional family, the child learns to become attuned to the parent's needs and feelings instead of the other way around. Parenting is a role that requires a certain amount of self-sacrifice in giving a child's needs a high priority. A parent can be codependent toward their own child. Generally, a parent who takes care of their own needs, emotional and physical, in a healthy way would be a better caretaker, whereas a codependent parent may be less effective or may even do harm to a child. Codependent relationships often manifest through enabling behavior, especially between parents and their children. Another way to look at it is that the needs of an infant are necessary but temporary, whereas the needs of the codependent are constant. Children of codependent parents who ignore or negate their own feelings may become codependent. In psychology, codependency is a theory that attempts to explain imbalanced relationships where one person enables another person's self-destructive behavior such as addiction, poor mental health, immaturity, irresponsibility, or underachievement. Definitions of codependency vary, but typically include high self-sacrifice, a focus on others' needs, suppressions of one's own emotions and humanity, and attempts to control or fix other people's problems and conflicts and issues. People who self-identify as codependent exhibit low self-esteem, but it's unclear whether this is a cause or an effect of characteristics associated with codependency. Codependency is not limited to married, partner, romantic relationships as co-workers, friends, and family members can be codependent as well. So, you're learning more about our chaotic sex life with each other, myself and my lovers, in the past. Then, another reason was... Um, we were having sex with each other um, to heal from traumatic bonding that occurred in our childhoods that we were exposed to. So I like to make this simple and plain. Trauma bonds, also referred to as traumatic bonds, traumatic bonding, is a term developed by psychologists George Dotton and Susan Painter to describe emotional bonds with an individual, sometimes with a group that arise from a reoccurring cyclical pattern of abuse perpetuated by intermittent reinforcements of rewards and punishments. A trauma bond usually involves a victim and a perpetrator in in an undirectional relationship wherein, wherein the victim forms an emotional bond with the perpetrator. This can also be conceptualized as a dominated dominator or an abused abuser dynamic. This seeped into our sex lives. We weren't intentionally abusing each other. We were having sex to warply heal from what happened, but we weren't trying to warp our own healing. We were healing in the best way we knew how, but we'll look back on it. It was unpurposeful re-traumatization and re-wounding. Then it says, the two main factors involved in the establishment of a trauma bond are a power imbalance, intermittent reinforcement of good and bad treatment or reward and punishment. Trauma bonding can occur in the realms of romantic relationships, platonic friendships, parent-child relationships, incestuous relationships, cults, hostage situations, manager versus their direct report, sex trafficking, especially that of minors, or tours of duty among military personnel. Be learning more about myself and my past lovers. Trauma bonds are based on terror, domination, and unpredictability. As a trauma bond between an abuser and a victim strengthens and deepens, it leads to conflicting feelings of alarm, numbness, and grief which show up in a cyclical pattern. Oftentimes, victims in trauma bonds do not have urgency and autonomy do not have an individual sense of self either. Their self-image is a derivative and an internalization of the abuser's conceptualization of them. 
Trauma bonds have severe detrimental effects on the victim, not only while the relationship persists, but beyond that as well. Some long-term impacts of trauma bond, including remaining in abusive relationships, having adverse mental health outcomes like low self-esteem, negative self-image, and increased likelihood of depression and bipolar disorder, and perpetuating a generational cycle of abuse. Victims who traumatically bond with their victimizers are often unable to leave these relationships or are only able to do so with significant duress and difficulty. Even among those who do manage to leave, many go back to abusive relationships due to the pervasiveness of the learned trauma bond. Patrick Carnes described trauma bonding as the misuse of fear, excitement, sexual feelings, and sexual physiology to entangle another person. Um, this happens in the context of parent-child relationships, sexual exploitation, and more. Especially in the context of abusive relationships and battered persons. So, that harmed our sex lives with each other. Um... We are having sex with each other to heal from parentification. Parentification or parent-child role reversal is the process of role reversal whereby a child or adolescent is obliged to act as parent to their own parent or sibling. Two distinct types of parentification have been identified technically, instrumental parentification and emotional parentification. Instrumental parentification involves a child completing physical tasks for families, such as looking after a sick relative, paying bills, or providing assistance to younger siblings that would normally be provided by a parent. Emotional parentification occurs when a child or adolescent must take on the role of a confidant or mediator for or between parents or family members. And then it got worse for us. So, spousification and parental and parental child manichin offered alternative concepts upon the same phenomenon. While the theme of intergenerational continuity, such violations of personal boundaries, was further examined, Eric Byrne touched on the dangers of parents and children having a set, set, having a symmetrical rather than asymmetrical relationship, as when an absent spouse is replaced by the eldest child. And Virginia Satter wrote of the role function discrepancy, where the son gets into the head of the family role, commonly that of the father. That's what happened to us. So, more of my sexual wounds and non-sexual wounds are being revealed, including both of my, including the non-sexual and sexual wounds of my past lovers. We had sex with each other because we were um, healing from the Superman complex that was given to us by our dysfunctional families. A Superman complex is an unhealthy sense of responsibility or the belief that everyone else lacks the capacity to successfully perform one or more tasks. Such a person may feel a constant need to quote-unquote save others and in the process takes on more work on their own. The expression seems to have been first used by Dr. Frederick Wertham in his 1954 book, Seduction on the Innocent, and his testimony before the Senate Subcommittee on Juvenile Delinquency. His initial theory focused less on the current allusion to the savior complex and more on people's propensity to find enjoyment in watching someone else beat up another person while they stand by unharmed. He claimed that children reading Superman comic books were exposed to fantasies of sadistic joy and seeing other people punished over and over again while you yourself remain immune. 
In this discourse of the Superman complex, Wortham also blamed comic books for other social issues such as denial delinquency, homosexuality, communism. Okay, homosexuality is beautiful, juvenile delinquency is horrible, and communism is trash. By the way, transgenderism is beautiful as well. So, okay, we had sex with each other to heal from the God complex of our dysfunctional families. A God complex is an unshakable belief characterized by consistently inflated feelings of personal ability, privilege, or infallibility. The person is also highly dogmatic in their views, meaning the person speaks of their personal opinions as though they were unquestionably correct. Someone with a God complex may exhibit no regard for the conventions and demands of society may request special consideration or privileges. God complex is not a clinical term nor a diagnosable disorder. I think it should be. It does not appear in the Diagnostic Statistical Name Mental Disorder DSM. I think they should. The recognized diagnostic name for these babies associated with the God complex is narciss- narcissistic personality disorder. I think that's one of the reasons why we're having sex with each other because our dysfunctional families being narcissistic. A NPD. A God complex must be associated with mania or superiority complex. The first person to use the term God complex was Ernest Jones, 1913-1951. A description, at least in the contents page of Essays in Applied Psychoanalysis, describes the God, describes the God complex as a belief that one is God. Jehovah complex is a related term used in Jungian analysis describing neurosis of egotistical self-inflation. Use included in psychoanalytic contributions to psychohistory biography with, for example, Fritz Wittels using terms about Sigmund Freud in his 1924 biography and H.E. Barnes using terms about George Washington and Andrew Jackson. So those are other reasons why you're having sex because our dysfunctional families were that dysfunctional in their dysfunctionality. So basically, we were having sex with each other because our dysfunctional families is cult of personality, ego theism, fanaticism, grandiose delusions, hubris, messiah complex, Narcissism, narcissist personality disorder, um, a warped sense of omnipotence, their warped sense of playing God and ethics, and their superiority complex. So... I am so thankful to know all the reasons why my sexual recklessness happened in the past. And I can honestly say that um, at August 20th, today, 12 a.m., I said goodbye to um, mainstream pornography. I said goodbye to the, you know, the reality TV shows and um, tabloid talk shows and crime shows and court shows that are salacious in nature. I said goodbye to cable news. 
to salacious interview platforms. I I said goodbye to dirty rap, gangster rap, and the dirty blues because they tend to be salacious in nature. And uh, I said uh, goodbye um, to video sharing media and social media that's salacious. That's I said goodbye to all salacious media outlets. Um, I'm happy about it. I'm glad about it. I'm... These are permanent goodbyes and um, it's healthy for me to fully understand that also... I came to this conclusion about my sex life and I think this is so important. Um, As y'all know, I have families that I work with because, you know, I'm an autism miracle. So, I have come to the conclusion that I, um, I have, they're one of my, they're one of my big reasons for me barely having sex and barely dating. Um, because I cannot do what I used to sexually do because of trauma because it would sexually traumatize them to know that I would be unhealed sexually if I did that. Uh, What that means is um, what I do sexually could negatively influence their views on sex if I'm not careful. You know, and I decided um, another set of reasons why I don't have sex, as you know, most places in the Caribbean, African countries, Middle Eastern countries, Asian countries, and European countries, some South American countries, um, India, Indonesia. Um, and certain countries and certain continents and certain islands are lacking human rights protections for people like me who are black, autistic, and queer. And there's certain parts of North America that And there's certain parts in North America, like the Red States and the Bible Belt, that lack human rights protections for me as a black, autistic, queer person. So some parts in North America, some parts in South America, some parts in Asia, some parts in Africa, some parts in Europe, um, maybe some parts in Australia, and even some parts in Antarctica, lack human rights protections for me as a black autistic queer person so I refuse to be in such places some parts of the Caribbean lack human rights protections for me as a black autistic person so black autistic queer persons and that's why I, I won't go to the certain parts I have to limit my travel which means limiting my lovers greatly so 
because there are certain parts of the world that have criminalized me um, in terms of my queerness. Certain parts of the world are racist towards black people. And certain parts of the world dehumanize and demonize people with disabilities. So me having autism is not going to go over well with them. So most places in the world I can't travel to. Most places in the world I lack human rights protections. And most places in the world criminalize me in all three ways. So would I ever go to the Middle East? No. Besides, if you're not Christian in certain African countries, you may have certain people who are far-right militant wanting to kill you. Would I ever go to the Middle East? No, because if you're not a Muslim, you might get killed. Certain parts of the world, fornication and adultery are criminalized. I'm not a cheater. I'm not the person to cheat with. I've changed my ways. I no longer do adulterous relationships. That was college. I am eight years removed from that world and from that life. So fornication is criminalized in certain parts of the world that are extreme Islam and extreme Christianity. So their sexual laws would cause me not to go to those places because I'm a single child-free person. So for me to be myself in those places, I would die violently and be buried in an unmarked grave. They would basically dump me on the side of the road and shove my body under the dirt and drive away uh, high-fiving each other, hugging each other, celebrating my death. That's why I refuse to go to such places. Plus, the Middle East may be the most hardcore because their terrorist groups are the most ruthless compared to the ones in Africa, Asia, other countries. I may be wrong, but and I don't mean and and I and I love Middle Easterners. I love all continents. I love all islands. Um but there are certain groups, you know, terrorist groups. Because you got terrorism is a problem in every continent in every island, you know. But I do understand that the terrorists would be the most glad-hearted to terrorize me. It would be black terrorism on their part, autistic terrorism on their part, and queer terrorism on their part. So the most parts of the world I don't want to go to. And, and homophobes and ableists and racists will say all you had to do was hide who you are so wait a minute you don't hide your racism but I gotta hide my own blackness you don't hide 
your auto you don't hide your ableism, so I gotta hide my autism. You don't hide your homophobia, so I gotta hide my queerness. Hell no, and fuck that shit. That is all a bunch of dog shit, horse shit, bullshit. That is all a bunch of baby shit that you see in a diaper. How would you feel if your brain, your sexuality, and your race were criminalized? I'm talking to the cis heteros. That's why y'all should allow me to be publicly me, because I know I do. I refuse to go where I'm hated. I refuse to go where I'm unwanted. And I refuse to go where I'm unneeded. And then this other reason why I don't have... Another reason why I barely have sex and barely date is because... Dysfunctional families are common. So I limit my amount of sexual partnerships because... I, I don't mind a healthy person healing, even though they came from a dysfunctional family and that's having a sexual partnership. That's cool. But a lot of people don't want to heal and choose not to heal because they're so comfortable in their conditioning of being from a dysfunctional family. So that's another other reason why I barely have sex and barely date. Um... So I decided to change my ways sexually, and I did by fully understanding what led up and what happened. Um, So I just want to say I'm so thankful that I have altered my sexual habits for the better and um, I'm so glad that my sexual past is not kicking my ass.